Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Star and the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona. And the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed Health Center and Studio Team, along with our many sponsors, for hosting our show every week. With the lowest type certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Good morning, everybody. Oh, I just yelled, oh, shit on air.
Should I get it or should I wait? Well, actually, yeah, about a month, a month and a half. Yeah. What did you say, August? 27th. 27th. So, yeah. August 27th. Two months. Um, yeah. A month. And, yeah, and you really, it's kind of a, it's a seriously bad crapshoot because they should have started it effective immediately. I mean, right. that would have been the, the good thing to do. Sure, for businesses, that wouldn't have been so fun. But it's but also a money thing. It's a money thing. Um, and they're not. How much money can we get? Well, but this is the thing. They're 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 letting go of some of their money now. If they're saying we're only going to take it every two years. Now, mm. the next question everyone's inquiring, inquiring minds want to know, are they going to raise the fee? Are we going to raise the fee? Um, no. Well, I don't know. I don't know about them. I don't think we're raising our fee because that was a big question. Are you guys going to double the price now? Because everyone's like, yeah, this can't. This is too good to be true. Someone's going to double their price. I know it. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, no, one, I don't think anyone's doubling prices. So well, that's just I'm thinking that I don't know for sure. Uh, let's also give a shout out to um, <coughs> the Grower's House. Yeah. At 3635 East 34th Street, get on down there for all your grow equipment, and uh, you can grow anything you want. Um, let's see, I'm looking up the numbers here that we're going to have on our show today. You can grow tomatoes, you can grow strawberries, you can grow weed, put your weed in it. Um, (laughs) you can grow anything you want and Arizona's got a lot of sunshine. So use it up, but put some shade cloth out there, folks, for crying out loud. If you don't have your shade cloth. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Very intense. I've got a couple, um, they're not new citrus plants, but. Boy, they're really taking a beating out there on that, those 107-degree days. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're watered, but, man, I see there are little leaves wilted at the end of the day. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I don't, don't know what to do. Yeah. It's shade cloth is the key. You've got it. Um, my neighbor's got shade cloth, and she's got a, just a bounty full of fruits and vegetables right now. It's crazy over there. So go to Grower's House and get your shade cloth. I bet that's shade cloth. They, they probably have it online. You can order it, I'm sure. But uh, Costco's got um, shade cloth. Um, really? Shade cool. sales. They're actually oh, shade sales. Yeah. So the string is already attached, and they're like 20 bucks. Okay. So and they're ginormous. To, yeah, I'm going to get ready to... Uh, I really want... I'm, some I got a present holes, for you. Though. I got a present for you. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. It's a, a a year old housewarming party we're gonna have for the school here. Yeah, it's been a year. Can you believe that? Oh, we did have a housewarming party. No, not yet. We haven't had it, but we're gonna have it. Yeah. All right. Let's um. We need to have it. Let's give a shout out to Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. Uh, they are awesome, and you don't have to go anywhere to listen to them or read them or hear them. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, (laughs) profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. And Johnny and I turn Yes, so get online and you can actually um, go right to our website. And if you scroll down in the radio section, um, there's just a couple of our great sponsors. Mm-hmm. And you can click right on their images and get right to 
uh, the Growers House, and Sakana Health Online Digital Magazine. Gosh, look at all the Keith that's in the bottom of this Keith catcher. Wow. Yeah. That, I, was, oh, I meant to do a golf clap, but, man, you break glass and you look at this stuff. Well, that's my, one of my Ooh. favorite things. I always tell people, I said, you know, the grinders with the, with the Keith catcher on it, it's like an extra little present for you. Oh, my God. It's and, such a little present. Oh, it's so... Love. And it's just so great. It, you know, it depends on the cannabis that you put through it on what you're going to get out. Now, you'll, we will, you will really see the difference. Bell talks about how the dispensaries pre-keef your, um, your... Some of them your, do. Yeah. Some of them do. Some of them Not do. All, but, and some of them are just running them through those big machines. That, which knocks a lot of the medicine off. Oh, God. So much. And I don't oh, think that... I mean, maybe they don't mean to do it. Maybe there isn't. But... It, it is great. Some people on, still hand, hand trim. Some right. people do still hand trim their Which, their when crops, you hand but, trim oh and God. then you cure, uh, you get some so much amazing, more medicine. So much more medicine. And then when you put that medicine through the keep catcher, oh, well, then you, while you're just use while you're just using your medicine, yeah, yeah you get it. You get it you all. Get all of it, and then you get these get what you're supposed to get. To kind of put on cap kind of things, put it back on. It's magic. It is magic. magic. I've uh, taught oh, oh a half a dozen people, maybe a, to a dozen, about grinders and Keith collectors when I was at Tumbleweeds, and it it, it changes people's lives. It really does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it really, really does, and it's mm-hmm. the strong part of the medicine. So when people are like, <clears throat> when they have really heavy bad headaches or bad illnesses or stage four anything. Um, Hash, keef, the dabs, the butters, the waxes, the shatters. What else do they call this stuff? Butters. Um, they 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 yeah. even like take a nub and they roll it in it and then they call out something else. Oh yeah, uh, <coughs> moon rocks. Moon rocks. Wow. Who doesn't want to go to the moon? Who doesn't want to go to the moon? This is heavily concentrated cannabis. Um, which instead of smoking bowl after bowl to actually get to where you need to get to. Or instead of taking Vicodin or Dilaudid because nothing else can hit it, you dab it up. But not like Vicodin or Dilaudid because no. it's not going to make you feel completely crazy, crazy, cuckoo, paranoid. They, if you want to talk about a high, now that's a flipping high. Yeah. And they put you on morphine and you start seeing frogs yeah. that aren't there and ants crawling across your pillow. I don't. I, I don't like that feeling no, at all. No. And that's one reason I'm not a... I don't like the chemical. I don't like the chemical. In fact, we were um, we were talking on set yesterday. I like the um, phytochemical. Yes. <laughs> plant, plant works. And um, that's what most people say. Everywhere you go, most people say, you know, they have their place. Okay, sure. If you're going to have a surgery or if your kidney needs to come out, I mean, something necessary. <laughs> right. Let's not go in for a little, you know, scrape or a scratch and start taking, you know, the lot and be like, dude, man, my knee hurts. You know, no. <laughs> You don't get that 40. paper cuts really healing up nicely. Oh my god, that splinter is so bad. <laughs> oh, you need a docking kicking. <laughs> you know what else can kill you? The doctor. <laughs> the doctor can kill you. Uh, speaking of doctors, come on down to Tumbleweed Health Center. We won't kill you. We'll get you your medical marijuana card, and that's a good thing. Get you back on track. Get you back on track. Take your vitamin C daily. Come down to Tumbleweed Health Center because if you suffer from any one of these conditions. You can get a card, PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, 
AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, epilepsy, seizures, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, just the agitation of Alzheimer's disease, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe or persistent muscle spasm, can't even say it, there's a spasm right there, including multiple sclerosis. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification, health, and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. Go right to the website and just start pushing buttons and you'll get to us somehow. <laughs> They're everywhere. You can call us, you can click, you can email, you can text, you can fax. No, no texting. Sorry. No texting. We don't do that. That would take up so much time. But you can message I, on yeah, Facebook. And I personally will respond to all your Facebook messages. So you're welcome. Um, <clears throat> we're really excited today um, because we're going to talk with uh, Stacey Fias in just a moment here. Oh, hi, Silver Sister. And Grand Island. Woo-hoo. <laughs> For all your Buffalo Canada needs. <laughs> Wherever can get, they are. You can, get, you can get Canada and be back in Merck on five minutes. Fantastic. Just drive around right there. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, we're going to have Stacy on now. We're still waiting for a couple of the other authors to come on, but while we are, we're just going to have her on air and say good morning, Stacy. Good morning, Kim. How are you? There you are. Oh, uh, good. Bell Star and Cannabis Kid here with you this morning. lovely, lovely morning. Hi. Good morning. And where are you calling from? <clears throat> I'm actually in Kentucky right now. Kentucky. Wow. How's that? How's yeah. You? Wow. Yeah, yeah I'm in Kentucky is... helping some friends while I get the work on getting the bus running. <laughs> oh, how is the bus? Um, the Canna bus has an engine sitting outside of it waiting um for oh. funds and a mechanic to come put it in. So All I right. got an engine for her, so we just got to get it in and um, get her going. So we're on the home stretch. Good. Good. We, we'll be sending some cannabis mechanics love your way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank we'll you. Help you out soon. So uh, while we're waiting for the other authors to come on air here, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's get a little bit of background about you and maybe about them. And then we'll talk about... Um, the initiative and, and how you got involved in that and what your goals are, what you would like to see happening with this and how it's going so far, so what your signature poll is, poll is and, and all that good stuff. So tell us about safety and cannabis. That is a loaded question. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot. But, um, okay, so uh, who I am, I guess, a little short version, as short as possible. Um, I'm someone that was very affected by the drug war in Kentucky. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was young, I moved my daughter to Arizona to, I thought it was Kentucky. That was messed up. You know, I was young and naive. I thought it was just Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um, My uncle was killed over 12 marijuana plants. Um, He was a Purple Heart Vietnam veteran. 
that chose God and cannabis and plant medicine versus VA pharmaceuticals and um, the alcohol that he had been abusing um, for, you know, since he got out of Vietnam and then he got got in a motorcycle wreck. And then so God, cannabis, and um, nature had, like, taught him so much. And then in um, August 8th, 1993, the Kentucky State Police came in with helicopters and a task force from the National Guard, a drug task force from the National Guard, and um, surrounded the family farm for um, seven hours, a seven-hour standoff. And then finally it ended with them filling my uncle full of bullets in front of my cousin. And I had a watch on the media. Um, um, so I really watched media with a open mind and an eye because yeah. I had to watch the media um, slander and lie about the situation. Like they said it was a hostage situation, and it wasn't. It was actually the law enforcement officers. I mean, there was like just for my Uncle Gary, a peaceful, loving man grown in plants and taking care of his family um it took like tons of law enforcement like whatever and they just filled him full of bullets and nobody was held responsible and um a lot of other drug war stuff was going on in my life so I picked up left with my daughter to Arizona and put Mm -hmm. Kentucky behind me and um gave my daughter a better life but cannabis was always in my life and that's that was always like the one thing I had to lie to my daughter about until she was old enough to understand why we needed to keep it private. Mm-hmm. And then in 2010, my daughter graduated um, high school, and we passed medical marijuana uh, the same year. So I had had it on my bucket list to go to Oaksterdam University since they opened in 2007. So. I went off to Oaksterdam University with the hope to learn how to grow great cannabis and learn how to make everything with cannabis because I was going to get my card, grow my 12 plants, and make cannabis. Like, I wanted all my food to have cannabis in it and share cannabis with all my friends because I knew what a helpful plant it was. When I went to Oaksterdam, I did not know that it was like the university that it is, the prerequisite is to um, – the prerequisite to going to taking any other grow classes and stuff is their basic 101 class that takes you through the history, prohibition, the politics, the science. Like it is amazing everything that you learn and open your eyes to. You know, I was opening my eyes to the fact that the drug world, the, the things that my uncle Gary was called a hippie and crazy and a Jesus freak for was all truth and we had data to back it all up and it wasn't just Kentucky that was screwed up well then that lunch break they told us um, that they had just opened the Oaksterdam Museum and encouraged Mm -hmm. us to go check it out and so at the museum I was reunited with my uncle Gary 18 years later there was a memorial in Oaksterdam um Museum. It's the Shattered Life display from Mickey Norris and Chris Conrad that are big drug war advocates. And 
my Uncle Gary is in that museum, and I was reunited with my Uncle Gary while all of this stuff was making sense. And I learned that the teachers that were teaching me, the founder of the school, Richard Lee, they were all young advocates involved in, you know, they were at my family farm. They were helping, um, Mm -hmm. you know, get the story out. They were at the rallies. You know, we didn't know who was coming. We were in shock with everything going on with my family. So that definitely ignited the advocate and the activism in me and the drive in me to get the truth out about this plant because Oaksterdam gave me all the resources and the knowledge to back up everything I already felt and knew about this plant. And so then with medical marijuana came in, I had a way to go educate and help people get access to cannabis and help it change their lives. And then just that active, you know, I was just like on a mission, like that became my mission and it is my mission to help end prohibition and help free our people and our plant um, every way possible until it happens. And we still have a lot of people in prison spending life sentences and their kids are growing up without them. And I have learned um, my baby cousin was four when he was covered in his dad's blood over pot and um you know that suffering never goes away I was an hour and a half away and I had to see it all the lies and stuff and the drama on tv and that never goes away and Mm -hmm. I've learned through activism that these kids whose parents are in prison for pot they're grieving and going through the same shit that people who lose lives due to cannabis and we Mm -hmm. can help take that pain away. You know, we can't ever get my uncle back, but we can help reunite families um, Mm -hmm. by ending prohibition and helping get our prisoners out and reunited with their families. We can end so much unnecessary pain, you know, and then as we're educating about this plant, we're helping end so much pain because people are on 15, 20 pharmaceuticals a day for all these years and they're not even feeling better. I know we could put tincture in their mouth and within 40 minutes they're feeling better than they have in like five or 10 years. And it's amazing. And at the same time, it's disgusting. So that's who I am. It drives me. Um, um, That led me to um, the cannabis and the cannabis is a big green advocacy tool that I've had since um, October of 2012 Mm. and um, we've been in 36 states and educating on all different levels um, very grassroots you know like the crowds that um, that come when we're at gas stations or restaurants to the teaming up with local advocacy um, organizations to help power their efforts and also inspire their act you know their their advocates in a lot of the illegal states you know some of the act you know the activists were doing what they can but they still felt like they were an outcast you know like you know that they were asking for support or you know trying to convince someone well you get on the cannabis and you see that people celebrate you and they're happy for what you're doing and so that helps like inspire activists to not be shy about wearing their cannabis shirts and handing people cannabis, you know, education and inviting people to meetings and to, you know, to get more educated and to 
want to end prohibition with us. <laughs> right. It, absolutely. That's amazing. That's I mean, you can't miss the cannabis either. <laughs> you really can't miss no, it. No, she's well, beautiful. Yeah, she's a big green yeah. school bus that's been painted, all this cannabis freedom murals on it, and it's been signed by thousands of people across the country. Um, and she's just, she is, she's a, she's an advocacy tool. That's why when she's down, I'm like, no. ah. <laughs> Yep, she is an advocacy tool. That's a great way to look at the cannabis. That's awesome. We've actually been on it and signed it and, and hung out there with you. Yeah. Um, and the and club. Uh, actually, <clears throat> um, Alex is on air, so let's welcome Alex to the show. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Are you with, oh, you're with us. There you are. So we got Alex and Stacy on air right now. You guys can say good morning. <laughs> Hi. Oh. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I thought I missed well, it. No, thanks for coming on. Stacy was just telling yeah. us uh, her background and letting our listeners know what was going on. Stacy, thank you for sharing yeah, all that. Thank that's, you, sure. That's really, you know, I can't even say sorry enough for what happened to your family. And, you know, that's a really good lesson what you said in there was to not judge what you see on TV or hear in the news. My mom always said, uh, pay, you know, believe half of what you read and no, half of what you see, read, and none of what you see, something that was backwards anyway. You know, you just can't believe everything you see because it wasn't a hostage situation, like you said. And, you know, just the vision of your four year old little cousin going through what they did. Um, no one ever, ever should have to do that. And we are, our prisons are full of people that should not be in there at all, whatsoever. I mean, and it's right. Just and money game. And that happened in 1993, and there has been more dads killed over pot since then. And mm-hmm. it is disgusting because you learn that our <clears throat> government has learned, has known about cannabinoid science with cancer and, all, and, and with MS, all these different things since as early as the 70s, you know, like there was all mm-hmm. science to back up so much truth. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it's all, it's been decades of unnecessary suffering on so many people. Mm-hmm. We wonder why there's so much like mental illness and mm-hmm. suffering going on in the world today. It's mm-hmm. all, it's drug war. It's unnecessary drug war for no good reason. The last time you were on the bus, like, I guess that a lot of what was going on um, when you all were on the bus during that 420 is a lot of what inspired the initiative drive that we're having now. And, um, you know, because we can't give up. We We can't let people get in our way and say, you know, this isn't possible because you don't have enough money or, you know, this is. You just can't give up. You you can. It's too important and too necessary. So in 2016, um, that initiative effort, um, we had to find out some hard lessons there at the end that it was bunk, and it was just to drive efforts for a vote no campaign um, against the MPP's efforts that year, uh, Prop 205. Yeah. And um, so that was all a tough year. It was tough to be mm-hmm. – taken advantage of an activist that way mm-hmm. and um, I mean I was told I was taking advantage like we needed your platform you know and mm-hmm. 
people like mine and Safer Dave, like they were even honest about we were they used our platform to grow their efforts, not not that they wanted the same you know, they they didn't really want the initiative on the ballot that was gonna get people out of prison and protect our children from cannabis prohibition invading their lives anymore. So that was like awful. Well yeah. then um I was traveling on the cannabis and came back um, to Arizona. The cannabis has been broke down for a couple of years because I just needed a break and needed to come home for a minute. And I thought I needed a break from activism, but it, but my heart, you know, can only take a break for so long. And um, then, you know, being reunited with Nicole and Alex, like both, you know, like, when you know the truth about prohibition and the harms that it's doing to us, it's, you can't give up, like your heart won't let you. And mm-hmm. so we sat down and um, we formed the Arizona Justice League, which is a political action committee. And um, we really thought, like, if we're going to go for it, we need to go for it. Like, what is justice? And what is justice, cannabis justice mean in Arizona? Like, what kind of problems do we have? Um, because of prohibition in Arizona, and um, so we really have put a lot of thought in it into it, um, going into it of what we needed to protect people in Arizona from prohibition, and um, yeah, it's grassroots, and there's been a lot of effort and momentum to to work on everyone. Um, by the Arizona Dispensary Association, who uh, was part of the the two the Prop 205 effort, and mm-hmm. um, to really get everybody united on supporting whatever happens, no matter what language that they put out, mm-hmm. and that um, concerned us because mm-hmm. you know like making money off cannabis isn't enough. Children's lives can't be affected by cannabis prohibition anymore at all, period. And um, it makes for a a harder world for all of us. And so, um, yeah, it wasn't enough. So we have to do what we can. And we filed an initiative. I think that was in January. Um, We filed the initiative. I'll let Alex talk um, more about that. But, uh, we filed an initiative. I will say like that, that is why I'm in Kentucky and that I had to leave. Um, I didn't have to leave, but one of the big reasons why I left Arizona so I could be hands-on and get the bus going again and stop waiting um, because it's hard. It's hard to get volunteers um, to go get signatures. All we need is like to end the drug war in Arizona regarding cannabis prohibition we don't need guns or knives or tons of money. We just need clipboards and ink pens and enough volunteers <laughs> to go get yeah. the signatures. And there's millions of people in Arizona, and a lot of them would support cannabis freedom, and we only need, like, 300, you know, a little under 300,000 signatures to get it on the ballot. And even if we don't have a hope or a prayer to get it on the ballot, which I never lose hope. That's why I'm out here getting the bus rolling. Um, mm-hmm. Even though it still helps bring the education and 
and keep things going. But, yeah, like, if we could get 100 volunteers, we could get this on the ballot. We could end prohibition of um, cannabis in Arizona. We could be free to grow enough cannabis to make cannabis oil for everyone that wants to come to Arizona and go through three months of cancer treatment in Arizona. You know, like, the possibilities are endless, beautiful possibilities if we Mm -hmm. get out of our own way and just do the right thing instead of getting all hung up on the right thing for me and how much profit and all the games that are being played. We need to end prohibition. Cannabis should have never been part of the drug war to begin with. They used it to fuel the drug war. Amen. You know, that's what's scary about uh, the other initiative that's going to hit the board here is uh, it's, it's all about the profit, you know? Um, So let's talk about your initiative because it's got, you've got a great initiative. Alex, why don't you introduce yourself? We got about a half an hour left, but give us a little quick introduction. Tell us who you are and let's just talk about the initiative. We've got some questions and, and, I want, we want to hear your, you know, your top five, 10 bullet points of this thing that you want everyone to know. Like when you bring a clipboard to somebody, what do you say to them? How are you going to get them to sign this? You know? So what do I, what do I say to them? Well, just, yeah, just, yeah, sure. I, I, yeah. Well, what I, whatever I said to them was just, you know, I just let them know that here's the sign. They'd see the sign, come here, sign to legalize and they would come right over. I didn't have to really say much. <laughs> because it's what people want, you know. When when people see when when people see oh they the idea that they want to legalize it, most people are not thinking in their head. Oh, I want to legalize it so a bunch of you know so corporate profiteers can take over and we can keep people in jail and we can mm-hmm. we can still have uh, we can still have people going to prison. Because let's just keep felony charges in place. That's not what people typically think about when they talk about legalization or decriminalization. They're not thinking about, oh yeah, we get to continue. We get to continue prohibition on, you know, uh, 2.0, right? Right. <laughs> they typically, they typically think about ending it. They they want to bring it to an end. They don't want any more of the nonsense. They're tired of it. They're tired of hearing about. People going to jail for a pot, they want it to stop. That's, yeah. that's to, you know, I mean, I don't know how many thousands of people I've spoken to um, over the past three years or so um, working to, to try and bring Arizona some sanity. But um, all the ones that I do, and I, when I talk to them, I, I make sure that I bring out what I think are going to be some of the most, um, you know, like the most radical points of the initiative, like, oh, we're going to let people out of prison. Oh, people don't, they're not even phased by it. It's like, yeah, right. well, of course, that's, that's exactly what should be happening. It's not scary. It's not spooky. It's like, yeah, it should be done. Let's get it done. And they're not just talking. I mean, in Arizona, everything uh, as far as cannabis goes is a felony outside of the medical system. It's all a felony. So there are no yeah. misdemeanors for pot, okay? In other states like California, Oregon, et cetera, Washington, I think, I don't know, Colorado, they have they have misdemeanors and they're like they're letting 
they're going to expunge these misdemeanors, you know, so many thousands of misdemeanor offenses, et cetera, that they're going to wipe off. The, and that's great. That's good. That's a good place to start. But I think when people passed those laws, they were kind of hoping that it wasn't just going to be misdemeanors that were wiped off. Right. So, yeah, well, so people, it's, it's, it's people, people are people in, in these so-called legal states, what they've done is they've they've legalized corporate pot mm-hmm. and basically sold themselves down the river because they what they thought they were getting right. and what they actually got are you yeah. know two different things. You know, when you well, wake up and you go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to the ballot today and I'm gonna and I'm gonna vote for legal weed because we need it and you go, Yeah, we need it, let's go do it and then you get then you find out it was all just a charade. And you're just like screwed still. You know, well, prohibition still. In place. Yeah, I mean that's the reason we read these initiatives on air so that people can actually educate themselves. Because, and that's why I wonder what you say when you bring a clipboard out because the ADA is going to come out and say the same thing. Yeah, we're going to legalize. It's going to be great for everyone. But what they're going to also do is limit the. They're not going to let us grow. They're not going to let anybody else have a cannabis business. I mean, they're going to do a whole lot that people don't know about. So how do we get, you know, that kind of information? How do we get people to vote for this instead of that? You know what I mean? Because your initiative is very open for everybody to have an opportunity to heal themselves, to uh, to have a business, to grow, um, to expunge records, to uh, all the way to identifying the plant. It's not very, be afraid to have it. Not be afraid to have it. You have protection. It's very thorough. But, you know, like with 205, when, when people were voting for that, there were a lot of people that, that didn't know how bad it was. And when we read it on air, we were like, holy Toledo, um, this, this can't go. We, um, you know, we can't have this happen. So we got a lot of people to, you know, to switch, but it was a horrible initiative. So we got to, you know, how do we get yours out there? Right. So what you're doing now and talking about it and then essentially what needs to be done for for it to be, you know, gotten out so people know about it and want to be able to, and are able to sign it, et cetera, is is for people to make it available to them, mm-hmm. and for people to say, I want to be able to make it available to others, and that's the most important thing because I mean, if you're talking about a volunteer effort, it's not going to go anywhere if you don't have volunteers. So that's right. what you need is you need volunteers. You need people to do it. And and Stacy was saying we could do it. You know, we need 300,000 signatures, et cetera, and it could be done, and it's possible. And the reality is that's true. It is possible. And if 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 there were 100 people who would get 3,000 signatures each, it would be done. And it doesn't take much to do that. You could do that over a span of a couple of months. You can get, you know, 3,000 signatures fairly easy. Because people want this, they want to sign it, they they want to be able to have it accessible to them, to their friends. They want to say, hey, you know, I want my friends to sign this, I want my family to sign this. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be there for them. You know, I'm up here in, in Phoenix. I'm not down there in Tucson. There are there are some people in Tucson, but look, there's a lot of lot of square ground that needs to be covered. Well, so if people aren't got a million and a half people yeah. in on that are going to vote for this and you know we need some people down here yeah right yeah so it's like 
if if we can't get a hundred people in the state of Arizona, I mean, then what are we really doing? I mean, what are you doing, Arizona? If you're just not if you're not going to do anything, if you're just going to sit there on your butt, then you're going to get whatever you get. So if if you don't want the nonsense, then you have to do something about it. So you have to be willing to act. And if you're not willing to act, well, then say la vie. You're gonna you're gonna find out. Yeah. So tell us um, tell us some, uh, some highlights of your initiative. Tell us tell us what it is. Let the readers or readers let the listeners uh, hear what's going on. For those of you that are just tuning in, um, we were talking to Alex and Stacy, and they wrote one of the initiatives for uh, the 2020 um, Legalize campaign. So uh, why don't you give us some some top notes about what's going on in this initiative and why everyone should vote for this one. Well, uh, number one, it's a complete repeal of felony prohibition, completely. No more, no more felonies in Arizona for weed. There are no misdemeanors in the initiative for weed. There is a misdemeanor in there. There's one and a fine that goes along with an adult who's 21 years of age or older who sells before cannabis to a, to a child, which, which is – ridiculous on his face because you know i mean i don't i i don't know that there's a bunch of you know people running around in raincoats with weed underneath they're getting ready to sell pot to kids standing around the corner by schools you know it's just it's one of those boogeymen that's created by prohibition it's to scare people it's not like dare really <laughs> yeah dare yeah you know you got the guy in the raincoat he's got the weed and the drugs and all this nonsense and and the kids are just like, you know, they're little prey, and you know the person is just standing around waiting to sell them some evil drug. Well, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, most kids don't have money. Most kids aren't going to freaking talk to strangers anyway. They're not. It's it's a ridiculous idea that that this kind of thing actually happens. So, but there is that misdemeanor in there, and you could go to jail for. You could go to jail for 30 days if you tried to sell weed to a kid, okay? And you get a $2,500 fine. But the fine and the weed are not for the cannabis itself. It's for what they're trying to do. So as far as cannabis goes, there's no there's no crimes for cannabis. I could go out. I could grow 10 million pounds of weed, walk around with it on my head, and, and juggle if I wanted to. Um, it's, it's not going to be a crime. So the, the idea that, that crimes for pot need to continue is, is a control mechanism for, um, for, for, the corporate, for the corporate pot because they want to be able to say, we have a control mechanism for people who step outside of the line and say, this is what we're going to give them. And well, well, what if they don't follow that? What if they do this? What if they, well, then we'll still have, we'll still have crimes that they can be arrested for to keep them under control, to keep them, you know, on a pathway toward putting money into our pockets. So what do we say? We say, no, it's not just for certain um, investors or for certain wealthy people to be able to, Access. I mean, I was in a conversation the other day, and these people were talking about the licenses for the state that they're in, and how much they cost, and forty thousand for this, and so many thousands for this, and for this. And it's like, 
Okay. Why, on top of the drug war, are you using government to wage economic warfare against people who don't have the same sort of means that you have? You're using these fees to separate people along economic lines. And you're saying that people that don't have money are not allowed to take a seed, put it in the ground, water it, and grow something, and take that and be able to access it as their own and do what they want with it. If they want to give it away, they should be able to give it away. If they want to keep it for themselves, keep it for yourself. If you want to sell it, sell it. You shouldn't have to worry about some person with a badge sticking a gun in your face, chaining you and caging you because of a plant. It's the most ridiculous, stupid thing that that um, that I don't know the world has done is to take nature and criminalize it and say mm-hmm. we're the certain group of people called government and we get to have control over all this and you get to go to jail if you dare access this piece of, of nature that you know in my estimation God put on the earth as a natural resource for humanity to use to better ourselves. But we can't do that because we have these certain group of people running around with guns, and they want to hurt everyone who accesses a plant. So we have to get them out of the way. Um, right. DUI protections in there. So right now in Arizona, there's there's you have an alcoholic DUI for people who would booze, but you have another DUI that's called impaired to the slightest degree. So that can cover anything. Mm. If you're impaired driving, no matter what, even mm-hmm. if it's just your, even if you're just crying going down the road and you're impaired because your emotions are out of control, and you're crying and this and that, and maybe you're weaving or something, and a cop pulls you over and you go, oh, I'm not stoned, I'm not drunk, I'm just sad, but mm-hmm. you're still weaving, you're still impaired, you're still doing something, you can get a DUI. So. We, we're like, wait a second. There's there's no need for several reasons for there to ever be a cannabis DUI. Number one, because there's no way to tell if somebody is actually stoned. You can't just like take a test and go, oh, you're high right now. And you say, oh well, we have we can measure the nanograms in their blood. Well, no, because if if somebody who has high tolerance is measured against somebody who has a low tolerance, mm-hmm. then the person who has high tolerance is going to be is going. They're going to say, "Oh, well, you're going to get the DUI because you have this excessive number of nanograms or whatever in your system. So therefore, you meet the qualifications of a DUI, even though you're not stoned, even though you haven't smoked for three days, or or whatever the case may be. So the thing, so the the elements are still in your system. So we're going to give you a DUI for that. Well, we all know that you can you can smoke and you can be you can be good for a few hours and then you're going to come down and you're going to be back to normal, you're going to be back to baseline within a few hours. So are you really should you really be um um you know be able to have a DUI put against you if if that's the case? 
Well, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be arrested just because you happen to have cannabis in your system. So we have to eliminate that. We can say so. No DUIs that are cannabis specific because there's no way to tell based on tolerances and nanograms whether or not somebody is actually stoned and whether or not they're actually under the influence. So remove cannabis as a reason for a DUI. If somebody's weaving and their and their driving is, is erratic, they can still get a DUI for um, impaired to the slightest degree, which is a different law. We didn't change that law. We can't change that one as far as this goes because it doesn't have anything to do with cannabis. But we definitely made sure that that was a protection as well. Somebody was going to say something? Um, I just wanted to comment on that DUI thing. I have two comments to make on that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I have driven a cannabis uh, across the country. We've been 36 states, lots of rush hours. And when you're in a cannabis, people are excited to show you <laughs> that they are mm-hmm. medicating. And so I can tell you from my field research and just common sense, you know, way back in even the Woodstock days, that of cannabis and driving was an issue, we would know it by now. It would not take cannabis becoming legal before we would be worrying about people smoking cannabis. It's not the problem that everybody – the only reason why it's being marketed that was something we have to worry about is so that – we can have checkpoints like they do alcohol and and DUIs and keep that money flowing, you know, for penalizing people over cannabis. Mm-hmm. And it, um, the second thing, it was very, like, we don't know the language that the ADA is about to put out because they're keeping it very secretive. But mm-hmm. Steve White, the head of the ADA and the owner of the most licenses, dispensary license across the country, he mm-hmm. made a very, um, you know, I like concerning comments in that article that was just out um, saying that, you know, like they were going to be sure to include DUIs would definitely be in there. That's the only thing he's been able to tell us about the initiative is that that we're going to give DUIs to people smoking, you know, consuming cannabis and driving. And that really was like, you know, what the heck? Like, that, what kind of comment is that? Because, right. one, like any educated human being, so I know Steve White knows this, that about what Alex was talking about, what the nanograms and everything, like, it's not consistent. Like, testing for cannabis in your system does not show impairment. And um, so that really aggravated me, and it was like, why? Like, people need to ask themselves, why would the man that owns the most dispensary license in the country support his customers getting pulled over and penalized um, for buying his products? Like, why would he boast? that that's going to be part of the campaign, his initiative efforts for 2020. Um, that doesn't show me someone that really care, that has really put effort and thought into the needs 
of Arizona citizens in regards to cannabis prohibition. So I'm really concerned about what those efforts and what that language is going to conclude. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, to interrupt, like, the, you know, like I said earlier, our initiative gives us the freedom to grow enough cannabis to make enough oil to help anybody that wants to come to Arizona to get cancer treatment and other treatments because cannabis oil can help everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and that is part of your initiative that everyone 18 and older gets to grow. Is that correct? Yes, you don't. Um, it's more of like the grape theory of it's it's as safe as grapes. Like you can grow cannabis and you can eat it and consume it the way it grows and get no psychoactive effects. It's nutritional. It's beneficial. It's helpful. You can mm-hmm. grow grapes in your yard. Nobody gives a crap if you're growing grapevines all over your yard and you take those grapes and you share them with your neighbors and your friends or you sell them at a farmer's market or you take those grapes and you make jelly and jam or pies or whatever or peanut butter and jelly. It doesn't matter. People don't care. You can also make homemade wine. But if you mm-hmm. want to sell it and become a business, there's things you have to go through to do that. But cannabis is that safe, and it's the same thing. Yeah, it's a plant and that has a flower or fruit that you can process to make a psychoactive – you know, you can do something chemically to make a psychoactive effect. But it's as safe as grapes, and it should be treated as such. Amen to that. Yeah, we should be able to grow whatever the heck we want. I think um, – personally, I think – a lot of people that don't understand cannabis are going to have a hard time with the 18 years and then having people grow unlimited plants. Um, that's just what we well, see. We get a lot of older. We need to be folks. brave enough to demand justice. I think I think Americans, if they're used to seeing 18-year-olds go off to war and come home from war with missing arms and missing legs and traumatic brain injuries or just dead altogether, if they're okay with that, if they're okay with an 18-year-old going off fighting war, but they have a problem with an 18-year-old with a joint, then I think there's something wrong with that person's head because they're just, they're not very logical. They're not very um, uh, empathic. They're not very uh, loving when they, when they want to take away something uh, like uh, cannabis from an adult who, if you're 18, you're supposed to be considered an adult. They'll Mm -hmm. certainly throw you and charge you with adult crimes at 18. They'll expect you to... They'll they'll expect you to vote at 18. They'll expect you to adhere to all these particular rules and go to war and do all these things at 18. But they want to prevent you from having a beer. They want to prevent you from having a joint. So forget that. If you can go to war, I mean, what is more um, more caustic to an individual's psyche than going off to a foreign land, shooting people, blowing people up? getting shot, getting blown up, whatever the case may be, you want to tell me that's less traumatic, less traumatic than allowing 18-year-olds access to cannabis? No. And as far as being able to grow what you want, limits 
are controls. Limits are prohibitions. Limits are regulations. And who am I, just because I'm able to type some words on paper and put together a law, who am I to tell you that you have to adhere to a certain limit? Mm -hmm. Where do I get that authority from? I don't have that authority. I don't have the right to tell somebody what else they they can and cannot grow. So I'm forced by my own principles to tell someone, I don't have the right to limit you. You decide for yourself what limits you want to put on yourself. That's up to you. So I'm not going to put a limit in this law. You decide – what your limit is. Some people want to grow one plant. Some people want to grow 20 plants. It doesn't matter to me. I could care less what what somebody wants to do. Go grow whatever you want to do. Go do your thing. Yay, good for you. The reason why they want controls is because they don't want want people having um, as easy access. They want people to be able, they want people to buy it rather than grow it. Because it's all about making money, and they want the money in their pocket. They seem to have this idea that money uh, is is there's just this limited amount. There's only so much money, and if they don't get it all, then if somebody else gets a dollar, then they're just going to be upset because someone else got a dollar that they didn't get. Well, and that's, that's how they behave. And we talk about this all the time. The Costco, Safeway, they're not afraid of the farmer's markets. First, there's a farmer's market every day of the week in this in this town because we can with our weather. They're not afraid of that. But the dispensaries, like you just said, they, they don't want a penny taken away from them, which is wrong. And which is why, you know, um, we really have to get this information out in a way. We have to present it in a manner that's going to speak to the volume of folks that don't understand this plant. Um, it's going to be really, really important to do that in, in, in such a way that we, we change their minds and, and get them to vote for this. Because, you know, like right. in California, you go get your card, um, the doctor asks you, how much do you want to grow? And if you put down a pound a month, or how much do you want to get, you grow however much you want. But if you say that you need a pound a month, well, then that's what they write down. If you say you need an ounce a month, that's what they write down. Like you, they're, they're giving you the option to decide for yourself. And the majority of people are not going to grow. It's that simple. It's why everyone goes to the grocery store for their fruits and vegetables. We all have the opportunity right. to grow our own fruits and vegetables right here in our own backyard. But 99%, probably even more, don't do it. And, and, and that's right. fine. But for those people that want to and have the capability um, and, and, and desire and love for it, they should be allowed to grow it. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we, unfortunately, our show is about seconds away from being over. However, we can have you back on again um, and talk more about the initiative if you would like. Uh, we did read it. We've read it uh, once all the way through. Uh, and then uh, we've read it in bits and pieces just for people to get to a taste of what's going on. Um, and we loved hearing about you guys today. I mean, that was um, yeah. This, this has been great. Really great to hear from yeah. both of you. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Thanks for Thank having you. us on. We appreciate it. Was, yeah. Whenever you guys are available I, again, like I said, we would love to I, have you back. 
Yeah. Can I say one thing just because I sure. promised a mother? Mm-hmm. Um, Lance Gore is currently in federal prison spending, uh, spending a 10-year mandatory minimum sentence. Mm-hmm. And there's a call of action because he can get clemency. There's a call of action to call the White House um, at 202-456-1111. It's Lance Gore, prison number 44. The phone number is 202-456-1111. His okay. name is Lance Gore, federal prisoner number 44270086. You can call that number, and your comment goes to the president. So he has to read it. So the more calls that we can get in, um, we've done these efforts before, and we've helped get people out of prison. And, you know, one person at a time. So uh, that's a call to action if anyone wants to take. It took me three minutes this morning to talk to someone and leave my comment. And the, the uh, federal prison number was 442 Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so everybody, the phone number to call is if you want to do this, because this this person shouldn't be where he is right now, 202-456-1111. That's 1111. Call. The name is Lance Gore, and the federal prison ID number is 442-70086. We'll call. uh, Thank you so much. Call. Um, And, yes, thank you for being on, and we would love to have you on again very soon. And we'll, we'll talk Fantastic. more about this. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and thank uh, you guys being out on the front lines. We need your happy seven ten. Oh, happy seven ten. Yes, oil day. Ah, that's right. Well, how appropriate to have you on today. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even. Oh, we did. Yeah. We partaked in some keys. Yeah, we had some keys, so we're good. <laughs> right on. Thank you. thank you guys both so much for being on. We really do want to continue this conversation. We will have you on again. Have an awesome Weed Day Wednesday. And um, you too. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, everybody else out there, thank you so much for calling in and uh, for listening in and for blogging in. We did put that information on there uh, on our blog for you to call in about Lance Score. So give them a call 202 456 1111. And um, thank you to Tumbleweed Health Center, Growers House. Uh, Canon Health Online Digital Magazine, everybody out there, and thank you to everyone on the movie set at Old Tunes on Studios. You guys are awesome. I can't wait to get back out there and uh, shoot them up and have some good time. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, y'all. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. We love you guys. And thank you to Stacey and Alex for coming on. We definitely will have them on again. So get out there, use some cannabis, use some CBD, get some help, and uh, share your love about this wonderful plant. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday, everyone. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we can wrangle the kid on the show next time.